Good morning. I'm Pastor Jackson from House of Prayer Family Church here in Jefferson City, Missouri, with the good news for today. Today's topic, color blind. Why I see color. I'm reading today from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, the Amplified Version, and it reads, So from now on, we regard no one from a human point of view, according to worldly standards and values. Let me start that again. So from now on, we regard no one from a human point of view, according to worldly standards and values. Though we have known Christ from a human point of view, now we no longer know him this way. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, join to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. I know right away when when you hear the statement, why I see color, that brings up a lot of questions. And uh, I know that uh, some will push back, uh, and, and I get that. I'm just trying to bring a different perspective. Uh, I, what I'm trying to do is to stop ignoring those things that are difficult, to stop ignoring the things that make us uncomfortable. If we are going to succeed in bringing healing to our communities, then we've got to deal with some of the hard and difficult questions. We've got to have those discussions and have true conversations. So let's begin. Why I see color. But let me uh, back up for a moment. But I also understand that in many ways, the intent is not to say that I don't see you per se uh, and I don't see your color per se. What, what I believe I'm hearing is that I am not making a decision concerning our relationship. I am not making a decision concerning my hiring practices. I am not making the decisions concerning uh, who I allow uh, in my inner circle and who I don't make an in, allow in my inner circle based on your color. So, so I get that. Now let's let's continue. Why I see color? When I see color, I see the value of every person. When I see color, I see great possibilities. For the world. When I see color, I see God's handiwork. When I see color, I see God's excellent plan for man. When I see color, I see limitless possibilities, not restrictions. When I see color, I see people who are wonderfully and fearfully made. I cannot expect everyone to see because some will not see. I cannot expect everyone to see because it's uncomfortable to some. I cannot expect everyone to see because there's great profit in blindness. 
I cannot expect everyone to see because that would require a letting go of the past. I, I see color because without it, the world would be bland. I see color because God made me to enjoy the diversity of his creation. I see color because I respect and acknowledge the differences of the human race. I see color because I look in the mirror each morning. I see color because I embrace my ethnicity. I see color because I get to participate in God's grand plan for man. I see color not as a way to denigrate anyone, but actually as a way to validate everyone. I see color not as a way to categorize you or box you in, but as a way to understand you better. I know what is meant by the phrase, I don't see color. Again, I, I get it. But now let's move past that and begin to uh, discuss what that actually means. Begin to uh, think past that phrase and to what did the other person hear when that statement was made. One uh, person said it this way, when you say you don't see color, you are saying there is something wrong with the way I was fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't have to look past my color. He gave it to me just like he gave it to you. Psychology Today says this, when well-meaning people with good intentions say, I don't see color, an ethnic minority will or may internalize that as meaning you don't see me. Now, again, there may be some who disagree, but can we at least consider the possibility, the possibility that we don't know what everyone is thinking. They don't know what you're thinking. Now, that's a, a good point to start a discussion. Let's begin to talk about the things that we don't understand. We're not talking about just having a conversation, a moment, but let's begin to talk about how we can begin to walk with one another through this process over a period of time. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? We've got to get to a place of understanding where we began to look at each other and really listen to one another, have a true conversation, not as a means to an end, but as at least a starting point where we began to walk with one another over a period of time. Relationships are established as people walk with each other over a period of time. And I grew up as a child of the 50s and the 60s. And, and so uh, I grew up actually as one who despised how God made me. And that happened as I had school teachers, even school teachers, people of authority who said things that I can remember today. Thank God for his grace that they don't continue to shape who I am. But it really helps me to recognize 
some of the hurt and the pain that others experienced because at that particular time, there was a lot of hurt and pain. And I began to realize also that there were things in me that had not been processed. I didn't really know how to have those conversations. I just saw me as a person that was being rejected. I remember also, uh, even in the military, and <laughs> it's kind of funny, not funny, but it tells you the state even of the military where we had to annually have what were called race relation classes. Now, I can think back on those classes. I don't know if there was very much profit from them. Uh, I, I just know that we were required to attend. We can't be like that today. We can't be people who only attend because somehow or another uh, we are required to attend, either by ourselves or by others. We can't mandate these things. It has to be something that begins with the heart, with our desire to see change, first for ourselves and then for our communities. But I remember even in the military uh, as a warrant officer, and I would go to the various meetings. And at that particular time, uh, I was one of the only person of color at those meetings. But I found myself when having conversations with, uh, well, we'll say white people, that I would look down, bow my head down, would not look them in the eyes. Quite frankly, I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And... Uh, and I can tell you and I can hear it as clearly today as back then. Well, God spoke up in my spirit and he said to me, you have a slave mentality. That jerked me to a realization of what I was actually doing. As I said, I didn't even realize I was doing this. But when God spoke that up in me, in my spirit, it brought an awareness to me that I had not recognized. And from that point forward, I was determined to break that slave mentality. From that point forward, God began to work in me uh, the value of who I am and who he made me to be in Christ. So we can be doing things from time to time, and we don't even realize that we are doing them. We can say things from time to time, and we don't even realize what we are saying or why we are saying it. Now it's time for us to begin to allow the Spirit of God to break some things in our thinking, to break some things in why we say things that we say. It's time for us to move forward so that we can bring healing to our community. This process begins as we acknowledge all that God has made us, spirit, soul, and body. Let's do that. Let's begin today. But it is a process. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and give praise for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love for us. 
We thank you, Father, for revealing things about us that we may not even have known that we were doing or saying. But if you're revealing these things, Father, that means that you will also provide strategies for us to walk out of this, for us to break these things in our own lives. Help us, Father, to come together. It is good and pleasant for brethren to dwell together in harmony. Help us to walk this out, Lord, in a meaningful way. Help us to be agents of change, agents of healing in our community, our state, in our nation, and the nations. But we cannot do it without you. So we walk with you, we walk with one another. We love you, and we love one another. And we give you, Father, all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, remember, it is well. Shalom. Shalom.